Have you heard about the benefits of CBD? We caught up with Trinity, CEO of Catch Some Relief. Here's what he has to say. Catch Some Relief was founded on the principles of health and wellness for the fishing community. CBD is tremendous for inflammation reduction and anxiety reduction. Our promising is that you will catch some relief. Be like the pros and catch some relief today. Go to catchsomerelief.com and use Blonde15 for 15% off your order at checkout. That's B-L-O-N-D-E-1-5 for 15% off your order at checkout at catchsomerelief.com. Hey, this is Shannon. Sorry I missed your call. Give me a little bit. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hello. Yeah, I forgot about that there. I th- yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, I would. Found out how much I really enjoy party. Nuh-uh. Is that for real? True. It's time like that didn't happen. What do I know? In the future, it's very bright, Michelle. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. Growing up around strong role models has given this young lady a strong foundation, and I am so excited to get her on the phone and have her share all about it with us. So let's not waste another second. Let's welcome in Miss Melinda Mize. Hello. Sorry about that. You're good. Did you get I'm your snack? I'm a person though. <laughs> Girl, I didn't even eat lunch today. I don't know what I was thinking. And then I just brought in like a rotisserie chicken <clears throat> and some pasta salad. And I was like, I got to eat before we get on this call. <laughs> I would probably have opened the chicken in the car and been Girl, I thought about it. it. I'm telling you. And there was fried chicken versus rotisserie. And I was like, I got to try to be better <laughs> because I have been just, I've been eating them calories. I've been burning every day, you know, because you're so hungry when you mm-hmm. get in. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I gotta stop. <laughs> like, I'm on a bad, bad cycle of eating right now. Oh, me too. I have had this pop tart <laughs> obsession. Oh, yeah, I got them in the deal. They're so not good for you. And then I'm like, oh, I'll only have one out of the two, right? And then. <laughs> oh, I always eat the second one, though, like 40 minutes later. Yes. Always. Yes. That's what I've been doing. And I'm like, today when I was eating one, I'm like, how good would this be with ice cream in the middle of it, like a sandwich? Oh, I know. I'm telling you. And then I've been drinking, like, beer, Jack Daniels, like, down-home punch or something. Mm. And I'm like, well, that's not a healthy either. Yeah. It's <sighs> everything it in moderation. Me feel good. Yes. Yeah. It totally does. I feel, I feel good. <laughs> Girl. Just indulge Dang. a little bit. It's okay. I do. I mean, I'm like, I'm 37, you know? What? No, you're not. I gotta eat something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are not 37. I'm gonna be 38 in like two weeks. Oh my gosh. You don't even look like you're 21 yet. Well, I want (laughs) to know what you've been doing these days, but I don't want to get ahead of myself because there's so many questions I have about what you've been doing these days. So, I mean... We've kind of already talked about your story, but start where you feel comfortable. But, you know, in the beginning, obviously you grew up, grew up around professional fishing. So maybe start there. So my parents were professional bass fishermen growing up. 
I grew up with all these women that I admired that fish professionally, not men, you know, for my heroes for the most part. You know, you had Rick Klein and Larry Nixon and <clears throat> and I looked up to them, but I had all these powerful females that I looked up to because my mom traveled. So I never knew it was weird that I went in bass fish because I had grown, grown up with so many that were so amazing. Like Chris Houston, Kenny Behrman, Brandon Bowman Thomas. Uh, we just lost her a couple of weeks ago in a car wreck. Oh, no. But they were just, man, they were just amazing. And they had these, this talent. And they had these amazing personalities. And they made such an impact on my life. And <clears throat> I wanted to be like them. I wanted to emulate them. And from a young age, I got to see that. And it was you know, fishing was just something that my family did together. We enjoyed it. They never once pushed me to fish. If I didn't want to go fishing sometime, they were like, okay, just stay home. Do whatever you want to do. They never once were like, you've got to go fishing. And I think that was real key for me because it allowed me to make my own path and choose for me if that was something that I enjoyed or loved. And it, I really did. I loved it. It was just it's always been a part of me and it's just part of who I am really just because I can't imagine not being on the water. But with that being said, um, <clears throat> I, when I was around 15, I went to a tournament. It was the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame always had a tournament every summer. And this one just happened to be at Lake Washita. And I met so many people from different brands and I had met them, you know, you know, time, different times throughout my childhood, 15 was just something like really impressionable to me because I was looking at what I wanted to do for a living. Mm -hmm. You really start like whenever you're in ninth grade or 10th grade to really kind of hone in on who you want to be whenever you grow up. And I got to meet and know the guys from striking and it was just their presence and how they handled themselves and how much you could tell they loved the people that they worked with and they loved what they did. And I was like, dang, I want to be them whenever I grow up. I want to work for striking. I want to work in the bass fishing industry. Well, needless to say, say I still have not worked for striking, but <laughs> it is still a goal of mine. I'm not even going to lie. It's still that dream that that 15-year-old girl has been holding on to all along. And it's just, I wanted to be someone who enjoyed their job and worked in their passion. And bass fishing is something that I've always been passionate about. Well, any kind of fishing, really. Mm -hmm. And I'll go ahead and tell you that it was not easy for me to get in the fishing industry. I thought growing up in the industry, being around it so long, maybe I'd be able to figure it out. Well, that is not the case. It was not easy. Um, and I deployed with the National Guard my final semester of my marketing degree. And I actually graduated whenever I was deployed. And came home, whenever I came home in my degree, it, I think being deployed kind of really shakes you up a little bit and you're like where the heck am I even going who the heck am I what you know how do I even do this yeah. so I was trying to deal with getting my feet back on the ground out of the sand and then trying to figure out a career path and it was difficult so 
<clears throat> Sorry, that rotisserie chicken skins me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to figure out uh, how to do it, and I couldn't. And I was working retail that entire time, and I got frustrated. I'm not going to lie. So I decided that I was going to go to law school, and I was just going to give up on that dream and go continue with my federal service that I had through the military and work for the government as a lawyer. Okay. All right. Because I always believe that if you're going to complain about something, you've got to be able to be willing to do something to make it better or you can't complain about it. True. Kind of like a motto for me. Yes. And I like to complain a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, I could be a lawyer and make things better. Well, I don't know who really says that. That goes to be a lawyer. But if you do, kudos to you. But I got, I went back, got another degree. I got my political science degree because I was going to be in politics as well. Because I'm a fixer. I definitely could see you doing that. (laughs) I know, it's bad. And I still may one day, you know, I don't know. You could. You're never too old to dream. I firmly believe that. Yep. But I got that degree, got into law school, got into to the two that I wanted in, in Arkansas, University of Arkansas at Little Rock and the one at UA. And all of a sudden, I found myself at the Bassmaster Classic for Dick Sporting Goods because I had been working retail for seven years and my store was the top lodge store, they called it. So bass fishing or the fishing section, hunting section was the top in the nation. So I got to go work for Dick's at the Bassmaster Classic. Wow. Well, I know. It's crazy how things, you know, how your path takes you back to where you're meant to be. Uh And I was there working, and I got recruited by two different companies to apply for jobs and interview. And I was like, no, I just got into law school. I don't even want to do this anymore. And they're like, yeah, you do. We can tell you do. And I was like, no, I really don't. And I had just got married to Dylan at the time. And I'm like, Dylan, I know you wanted a sugar mama. <laughs> and you wanted a lawyer. But I may try for one of these jobs. <laughs> well, you know, that's a big life choice, a big life change. Going from, hey, I'm going to go to law school. That's a big commitment to you. I may work in the fishing industry and never make any money. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> that you know, is a huge and, change. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge choice to make too. And I just decided though, that was what my life, that I would rather enjoy my life every day working in my passion than to follow and chase money, mm-hmm. which is really important to me. And it's so important to me just to follow my passion and what really guides me versus just being about, making a dollar you know I'd rather make a difference make a dollar and so um I started a job at Pragco Outdoor Brands Pragco was one of the ones that gave me a chance to get in the industry that I'd always dreamed of being in and I started as the pro staff manager Mm -hmm. and I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> like the personalities and the, the dynamics and managing people and manage the people in the military and retail. That's different. So I learned a lot. I learned the hard way. 
um, moved up to marketing manager there. Then um, we like changed and did brand brand management. Because okay. that's what the cool things that people were doing at the time, you know, at <laughs> brands, the they wanted to call it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so as management, they had to change it to brand management. And so I ended up uh, doing that. And then along the line, Bobby Chapman worked for COSA and she saw me at an event and she was like, Hey, I'm going to, I've been working at COSA for a few years now, but I don't want to work full time. You know, she's always been really focused on her family and with Brent and, you know, really focuses on putting her family first, which is extremely admirable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what I get for eating. But that's what we get on this call. The chicken is stuck. No, it had a bone in it. Oh, no. Please don't choke on my watch. I'm too Uh far away to do the high. So funny. (laughs) So funny. I think the amorces outside hurt me. (laughs) They're coming. I know. Rescue squad. Yeah, and then. Bobby told me, she's like, hey, you really need to apply for this job. It's right up your alley. Well, I did, and I interviewed with them, and it was the coolest interview process ever. And why I mean that, it, it really showed me who Costa was at their heart. And I interviewed with, like, 12 people that day. And I was completely intimidated by that process because I had no idea I was interviewing with the entire marketing team. Oh my goodness. But why? I know. I was like, oh my gosh. I was exhausted. I bet. You know, I, I have flown too. in from, yeah, I was flown in from Arkansas. I had a six month old and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go back to my sleepless nights at home. <laughs> <laughs> but what really stuck with me whenever I interviewed at was the fact that um, I'm in the middle of an interview. There's three women sitting in front of me. You can tell they're all extremely brilliant women. And one of the ladies, her name is Terry Osihena, and she goes, how are you going to make a difference? And that stuck with me because at my time at Pragco, I was always frustrated because I, w- I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make things better. I wanted to do things different, not just follow the same norm and same trends. Mm-hmm. I wanted to step outside the box. Right. <laughs> but there wasn't that, opportun- that opportunity. So, you know, you're not really fulfilled if you can't really go after what you want. And when she asked me that, it just really clicked. Like, hey, y'all want to make a difference, too? This is where I fit. Mm -hmm. And I got the job, and I spent four incredible years there with the most amazing team of brilliant people I've ever worked with. And I learned something every day uh, from each of them. And because it wasn't just about how smart they were. It was how passionate they were. And they wanted to really make an impact on the fishing industry and make it better, make it better for the communities that we work in and just overall be, you know, make something positive out of it, not just make dollars that make something extremely positive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot has changed there in the last year, but I will never forget 
the time that I spent there and the team that I worked with and just how willing they were to take chances and do things differently and just not be the norm. Right. And it really allowed me to do things that I always wanted to do. <clears throat> it allowed me to dream big, even at work, and it allowed me to be really empowered. And I think that is more than, you know, it's what everybody could dream of at a job is what I had there. Oh, yeah. And, sure. and from there, I had an opportunity to come up to work at Hook for a year. And I learned a lot there, too. And I, and sometimes in your life, you learn who you want to be and who you don't want to be. Not every choice that you make is going to lead you on a sunshine path and be a costa for you and I think that's the beauty of it though is that you can learn from every situation that you're in and make the most of it and still make an impact however you're able to mm-hmm. um, but I think it's also good to know who you are at the core so whenever you come into a situation um, you don't lose sight of it and you don't lose sight of who you want to be and you're able to make changes uh, to better yourself in the future if you find yourself in a situation that you don't want to be in. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, you want to make sure there's so many times in different situations, especially jobs, because like our work consumes our life, right? Like, that's what we do day in and day out. So if you yeah. walk away from a job or, you know, a, or any situation, you want to make sure you take something away from it that you don't ever want again or something that you do want again. So exactly, if you're not learning from that and you're constantly going through the same process, then you, <laughs> I feel yeah. sorry for you because sometimes you. we do go. I mean, I noticed cycles with myself in certain things I'm like oh my gosh and then when it it finally clicks sometimes we have to make the same mistake a couple of times for it to finally click right <laughs> exactly it goes and for I, everything yeah so I mean and that's why I ended up and I think that it's made me a better person and allowed me to reset the spring I mean I never thought that I would be thankful for this virus because it's changed our life so much. But I think it actually allowed me that time. I have been running for 10 years now, like chasing this dream of being in the industry. And I have two little girls, one's four and one's five. And I feel like their life has been a blink because I've been gone so much. And it's really allowed me to focus on them this spring and time on the water. I've fished more <laughs> this spring than I have fished in 10 years. Really? Isn't it funny? You get in the industry and you don't fish. <laughs> I mean, what's all that about? <laughs> yeah, what is that all about? What's happening there? Yeah, it should be a requirement that people in the industry fish. And I firmly believe that. And I've told people that all through my career. And it's the fact that. You, can, you have to be able to speak the language and you have to understand the trends and you have to understand the pulse yep. of the community that you're working in. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Well, that just goes to show that I fail then because I can talk the talk, but I cannot walk the walk. 
Well, I've never called a bass ever. Go. <laughs> what are, okay, we got to stop this. <laughs> I don't even know if I can continue unless you agree to go on a fishing trip with me. I will totally go. What? I've been bugging to go. Shut up. Well, uh, yeah. you, me and you got a date, sister. All right. We'll plan it out. We'll plan it out. But yes, and I do agree with that because I, I literally, I could talk to anybody about it. I'd be like, oh yeah, use this or try that. But I, I've never done it. I have no idea. Well, we have to remedy that <laughs> for can, sure. We can fix it. Because that. I think that as amazing as you already are, you know, Absolutely. there's no telling. You know, whenever we add actually catching bass into your resume. What you're gonna do? Watch out! I'm coming. <laughs> I know. I don't think I'll be as good as you, but I mean, oh heavens! Speaking of fishing, and you've been able to fish more. You've been fishing tournaments, right? Lately, I have. I've been fishing a lot. Honestly, I'm trying to actually fish one this weekend. One of them got canceled thanks Aww. to the virus. Yeah, bummer. I know. I know. And it's really hot, so you would think that we would want to reprieve from it, but everybody's still itching to go fishing because we missed out on so many mm-hmm. spring fishing that I can fish every weekend right now and be good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For sure. We'll take it. <laughs> whatever yes. whatever we can but, get, we'll take it. I know it. And I am fishing two trails this year right now that Mr. Bass of Arkansas and the BFLs in Arkansas, the RC Division, Nice. And then some more trails still haven't started, so I'm really trying to figure out what I want to do this fall okay. and what I want to do when, like, the FLW series, now the Toyota series, is kicking off. And so I'm trying to decide if I want to fish one of them. Okay. I mean, or work, you... work's going to allow it, you know. Uh, yes. You're kind of on a, you're on a winning streak so far, I feel like. that. I know. I know. I have a little... Mo- in the minute, and I haven't been able to say that in a long time. So. <laughs> take it, take it. I know it, and I, I always I feel like some of the most successful anglers that I know. One thing that sets them apart is the fact that they fish all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever they're not fishing a tournament, they're fun fishing with their family, or they're fishing night tournaments at home. But they're just fishing. Yep. And I think it allows them to stay more in tune. With what the bass are doing, also keep honing their skills and not allow any rest to creep in. That is true. Because that, I mean, time on the water, from what I understand, (laughs) (laughs) can put you so so far ahead of other people. Like, that's what... I really think so. Yeah, I mean, I've heard all these anglers talk about different things, but I mean... That's what Brandon Coulter said about Jacob wheeling, winning that tournament up on Chickamauga. He's like, he spends so much time on that body of water. For him not to win would probably be, like, the worst day ever for him because he just oh, dedicates yeah. so much time to it. So He does. There's definitely something and to be said about that. I think so, too. I mean, look at Brian for us. If he is home, he is fishing. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I love it. Mark Davis, he is – a guy from Arkansas, he just got inducted to the Hall of Fame, and it is, he, that's what he wants to do. He goes fishing almost every day. My goodness. You would think I'm it not, would get old, but uh-huh. if it's your passion and you love it, yep. it's it's never gonna, it's 
it's never going to get old. No, I talked, I actually talked to Lance about it um, this week about fishing, and he was like, it fills me back up. Aww. You know, my cup's getting empty, and I'm stressed, or I'm working, and or I'm missing home, or whatever. Whenever I go fishing, it fills me back up. And I, that's really powerful, you know, whenever yeah. you have something that fills you back up and um, makes you feel more alive or less stressed or, you know, makes you feel more whole, whatever it brings to you. If you can find a passion like that, that's powerful. And I, I thought that was really neat. I mean, that really struck a chord in me because everybody needs that, especially right now with all <laughs> I love the phrase with everything that's going on, you know. <laughs> I love that second phrase. Because there wasn't anything going on before. Now there's more oh, things going I on. I know. It kills me. But I, I, I just think that people need that that passion and what fills them back up now more than ever. And uh, it, I think the spring has really shown me that I needed that too. Yeah. Because... I'm more creative when I'm on the water. Some of the coolest things that I did at Costa, I came up with on the water fishing. That's awesome. And I, I'll, I'll never forget that, you know, because I'm always tinkering, always thinking um, whenever I'm on the water. I just think it opens me up to where I'm, um, I'm happy. And that's whenever, whenever you're not stressed, you can think about all these different dreams mm-hmm. and and things and so whenever I'm on the water it allows me to do that and then the spring getting to fish more and be out there and see so many people that you know and conversate with them from six feet away of course <laughs> <laughs> and then it it's, it's just helped I mean because you've got all these friends that you make that become like family through this industry mm-hmm. yep Sure. It's a, I can't, I can never put it into words how I feel about the fishing industry as a whole. I mean, to just say that you make so many friends, they're more than friends to a certain point. I mean, they really are. You really I mean, could anybody that I know, including yourself, if I was really in trouble, you would drop everything and be like, what can I do? How can I help you? It's, it's pretty incredible compared to other industries. It really is. And I think it's such a tight-knit group. Um, they always say that suffering brings people together. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you see so many different people going through things like having a bad tournament or, you know, anything you can run into. And I really think that um, people knowing what, is in people's hearts and knowing that passion just really ties them together. Mm-hmm. And it's really amazing. I saw a picture today. I was in Bass Pro up here in Rogers, Arkansas. And I saw a picture that I had taken and at COSA and it's still living up there. And I sent it to one of my friends in California. I'm like, look at you. you're killing it you know and so I think it's allowed us to meet so many people from so many different walks of life Mm -hmm. all throughout the country and even throughout the world Mm -hmm. you know you make friends from overseas because 
our passion really ties us together. And I think for people who don't fish, they don't get it. True. And I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm not, and I don't, I'm not digging on you. I mean, I think people who don't, you're in it enough where you count, you get that. I mean, you're part of us and you always will be. And it's because you've blood and sweat and tears and, and really fought to make this industry better through everything that you've, you've done. And so it doesn't, a bass doesn't make that. Your passion for the industry and your passion to make things better makes that. So thank you. Well, thank you. I want to kind of hop back real quick. There's somewhat of a tie there between your passion, but just like a closeness knit group. What made you join the military and want to get into serving your country? My parents thought I would have lost my mind. <laughs> so, let's be let's be real here. They were like, "What is wrong with you?" Because I graduated valedictorian and went to school on a full ride scholarship. You know, didn't have to worry at all. Mm-hmm. And I told my parents, "I want to join the military," and they're like, "No, <laughs> not happening. Not doing it." And they said, "If you go a year of college and you still want to, we'll look at it then." Well, they thought that I would forget. <laughs> I did not. I researched that entire school year of which branch that I wanted to go into. And my grandpa was my hero. Um, still is someone that is irreplaceable, you know, the impact that he made on my life. And he was in the military. It was not by choice, but he was in the military. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I always was like, is that what sets him apart and makes him so honorable and makes him so amazing? And honestly, it was wanting to be more honorable and more like him and trying to figure out how I could be a better person, what led me into the military, because he had these values, this value system and this everywhere he went, you never heard a bad thing said about him. And however many years ago, that that's still hard to find. And he's the reason that I went in. And he didn't appreciate that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, well, I made you do this. <laughs> you family. Oh, yeah. But they were really proud of me because it's a choice. it was a hard choice and not many people make it. But yes. Whenever I joined, this is what's really crazy. I joined in February of 2001. And whenever I say that, I said that to a young boy this week. I told him, I said, I went to basic training the week after September 11th happened. And this young man said, are you retired? (laughs) (laughs) About died right there. Oh, boy. And I was like, you weren't born yet, were you? No, you probably weren't even thought about yet, were you? Girl, I have never felt more old than that moment. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You should not feel old because you don't, Um, like I said, you don't even look 21. But. (laughs) Oh, funny. Okay, dude. Uh, Died. (laughs) I got this. Whenever I joined, they were doing something called delayed entry program. 
And it was till I could finish that semester of college. It was put in place just for college students. I could finish that semester of college, and then I could go throughout the next semesters and be back because I joined the, the National Guard. Okay. And I joined aviation because um, my mom's first cousin died in Vietnam in a helicopter crash. <clears throat> you'd be like, well, maybe you shouldn't join aviation. But it actually really struck a chord in me. Like, I really wanted to join aviation and join something that had impacted my family and do something positive with it. And all of a sudden, um, my grandpa, who I looked up to so much, he got diagnosed with terminal cancer during that delayed time. And I had me a little boyfriend and... My family was freaking out about me going, and I was praying. I was like, Lord, if I am not supposed to go do this, you need to send me a sign, and it's got to be a really big sign, because if you don't, if it's not really big, I'm not going to believe it's from you. And I've never prayed a prayer like that in my entire life. Like, I've never asked for a sign, but it was just such a huge, huge thing for my family and for me, a huge decision. And the tower fell the very next morning. And I'll never forget that because I got this peace whenever they fell. And my mom was like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going. Uh-huh. And I told her about, you know, praying that night. And and she was like, okay. You know, and my family really rallied around me and my friends. And um, all throughout my military career, I had these people who were just, absolute angels to me this one family um my boyfriend at the time i still keep in touch with his family but they literally wrote me a letter every single day while i was in training every day and it was just and they continued that support all through my life even though that was 20 years ago and they they're just fantastic people and these women that i met fishing they sent me care packages every two weeks while I was deployed for a year. And I mean, not just care packages for me, but that I could share with people. Mm-hmm. And so there's just been these amazing people that I met during my time of service, like that didn't serve, that really made an impact on my life <clears throat> through that service. That's awesome. And then. I met so many people while I served that I still keep in touch with. And I actually had one of the highest ranking people that I've ever served with. Uh, She and her husband are both the same rank, the highest that you can go on enlisted side. And this is how things come full circle. She contacted me on Facebook this last week and she said, I follow you on Facebook all the time and I've been keeping up with you. And I have not seen her since 2009. Okay. And she said, I've got a young man who's 18 years old. He's wanting to get into fishing. And I figured I wanted to introduce him to you. So we're all going to go out to eat. And I'm going to meet this 18-year-old. And me and Lance are going to try to mentor him and help him follow his dreams. And it's really neat how the fishing industry can affect so many that never wanted to fish before in their life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, came full circle because it, look yeah. what that experience gave you to come back around. How many years I did know. you serve? Almost nine. Wow. Yeah. I got extended 
while I was going to get out and then got extended to deploy. And whenever I got back, got home from deployment, I didn't, I, I think I spent a couple more months in there and then got out. I just, I didn't want to do that to my family again. It was an amazing experience that I'm forever, forever thankful for. Because I think that deployment really showed me more about my life that it's, it's just something you you can't replace that experience. And it was because um, people, like, you have a bad day now. And I'm like, hey, nobody hurt, got hurt, nobody died. Yeah. And you, you, get, you think about life in a different way and you think about enjoying things in a different way. Even in that little tournament that I won the other day, I was having a bad moment. I was losing fish, and fish were biting that I wasn't catching. They were biting really funny, and I was super frustrated. And I'm like, get yourself together. You know, you talk to yourself when you're on the water. And um, all of a sudden, I was like, why are you frustrated? You're doing what you love. You're getting to fish. You're learning. You're having a blast. You're fishing with someone you've always wanted to fish with. Enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and I think that it allows me for my bad days not to be as bad. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a good, I envy you for that. And I am so fascinated by the path that your life has taken and how everything just happens for a reason and lines itself up to a certain extent right like everything it does. it's wild yeah and you prayed so hard for an answer about you know joining the military and you got it and so throughout your entire career in the military it led to all the things that you have ended up doing and now to hear that it comes back full circle for you to be able to mentor somebody who who has a connection with somebody that you met there, who thought of you first, obviously. I mean, social media being the tool that it is kept that connection alive. But it's just so, I'm so fascinated by your life. I could listen to you talk about all day. <laughs> it's so, it's weird. I mean, everybody's like, hey, well, you know, because they asked about my background. I'm like, it is such a tangled web. But tangled web. It's mine. Yeah, <laughs> but it's mine, you know. And yeah. I just, I always, um, I never want to leave any stone unturned, you know, leave no stone unturned. And what that means is just if I dream it or if I think I want to do it, I just want to go after it with all of me. And because we only get one shot at it, and that's mm-hmm. why. I was talking to my best friend. That's why I brought that up earlier about you're never too old to dream. Because I told her, you know, I'm like, I have all these dreams still, you know, and I'm 37. And like, at what point do you stop dreaming? Like, you never do. Are you supposed to just be happy, you know, with where you're at? And she's like, you never do. Like, you don't ever stop. And I, I think that's what's so important is that you're never. I love it when Rick won, you know, won that tournament. Mm-hmm. And he could testify the fact that he's 70 years old and do doing amazing things. Like, you can't ever think that all your good days are behind you. And you've got to keep pushing forward and you've got to keep going after what you want. 
and allow those things to happen. Um, I finished my MBA a year and a half ago now, I guess. Yay. Congrats. Girl, girl, that was so hard. And it was, (laughs) I was like, whenever I finished it, I told everybody, don't let me go back to school again for a while. (laughs) Because it seems like I get a new degree every five years. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of teetering on that, and right now, and I'm like, who? Why? No, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh man, it's it's been worth it because that even with basic training and all that that I went through, that probably was more grueling on me because I had two toddlers mm-hmm. and traveled an immense amount. And had a family and tried to balance it all and took, you know, full load course loads every semester. And I was like, I'm not going to make it. (laughs) I don't know how you did it. I probably would have. (laughs) I quit either being a mother, I quit work, or I quit school. (laughs) I quit one of these things. I can't do it. (laughs) That's so funny. You know. I always tell everyone that it's worth whatever you're willing to put into it. And mm-hmm. because, and whenever you get to the end, you'll be like, it was worth every second. Like it was worth the late nights, the no sleeping. Like I took three finals the day before I had my second daughter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the day before. And it was because my blood pressure was so high. My doctor's like, honey, you wonder why your blood pressure is high. And I had taken one the Friday before. So I took four finals, you know, got the weekend to study for, you know, those three extra and then had a baby at seven o'clock the next morning. (laughs) I did it. You're here. I did it all Uh, in a short period of time. Look at all the things I did. (laughs) I know. So ridiculous. That is, it's not funny, but I mean... It kind of is. It kind of is funny. So does that mean you're going to be a lawyer now? Or we can expect you to be a lawyer? (laughs) It's funny. Through this corona thing, I've definitely thought about it. And then I go fishing and be like, "Ah, (laughs) I don't think I want to do that. So uh, I started my own business. Yes. Two months ago, I don't know how long ago it's been. It feels like five years at this point. <laughs> I did not realize how much easier it was working for someone else and how hard it is to work for yourself. Yep. <laughs> like I really admire all the entrepreneurs out there because you all have, I guess, the steel and very good hair, hair color people because I'm getting more gray hair oh, every day. No. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what happens to my hair, but it's all worth Uh-oh. it. You already said it. It's all worth it. So tell me all about it because I literally was cracking up the other day with your video of like sliding down, <laughs> sliding oh down the God. hill. I was like, that looks Girl, extremely dangerous. <laughs> it's so bad. So, and that's like normal life out there. I, my parents are government contractors. They have been for probably eight years now. And I have been wanting to get a side gig of my own for a while. So I started researching in December before Corona ever hit because I wanted to 
make my, you know, I don't want things to be lingering. I want to go after whatever I want. So I started doing all the research. Well, even before, before Corona and then Corona hit and it really gave me that launch point to, and the time that I needed to focus on it. Mm-hmm. And so I started a landscaping contracting company, which is so opposite of what I've done every single day okay. of my life. Okay. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But it's so good you outside, right? I mean, what all do it you is. do? Why were you sliding down a uh, hill? <laughs> that's what's fun about it is even though that I'm not working in the fishing industry, I am working right now at Beaver Lake. Wow. And the beach. Yeah. I am, and it's absolutely gorgeous, but the terrain is absolutely unforgiving. <laughs> in Arkansas, we have mountains, and they are hellacious. So, <laughs> I, um, we're actually, I got a contract. My first job was to work for the Corps of Engineers up here, and we are clearing 363 miles of boundary line for them. Wow. Which is a lot. So it's like me driving to Nashville, Tennessee and back. Holy uh, cow. <laughs> it's a long way. Yeah, that so is a long way. It's going to take months. It's a huge commitment and there, no day is the same. It, that's what's really awesome about it. Like right now with it being as really hot, it's not that enjoyable just sure. all day long. Yeah. But there are these amazing nuggets throughout the day. Like you're walking along the shoreline and you're seeing fish blow up or I take pictures of all these cool animals to show the girls. Like I got this awesome picture of these frogs and I stepped over a copperhead to start my day yesterday. Literally, literally 10 minutes after me being out there, they're like, Melinda, you literally just stepped over that copperhead. And I'm like, well, I think I woke him up because he didn't mess with me. So, nope. nope. I'm, I'm the, that's why I'm leading y'all. Y'all, y'all got to deal with whatever I wake up. <laughs> Be prepared. You know? Be prepared. Oh How gosh. many people do you have working? So it's a contract, but, and you started your own company. So are you working mm-hmm. with your parents or do you have? No. So I'm working with Lance. Okay. Me and Lance own it and. We have nine employees right now, and Dang, from girl, all different you, walks of life. You work fast, girl. It's fun. It's it's so fun, and it's really neat. So we have an apartment up here, and we all live in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're over the max people limit, so don't call anybody. Shh. But that's okay. We it it's really special uh, because. I'm getting, like, I've got a lot of young kids. I think I'm 11 years older than everybody working for me. You don't look it, so don't say it out loud. I I don't care. I'm proud of every year because I have lived them. (laughs) I feel it in my bones when I'm out there. (laughs) I feel that I've lived them. You can run circles around them anyways. Girl, I don't know. So I've learned more about chick spray and climbing and I actually wear the boots that I deployed in which is kind of special to me but I wear them every day because they're really good and broken they give me great ankle support and they remind me that just to keep putting one foot in front of another like even on your bad days just keep going and keep pushing and 
there's always a lot at the end of the tunnel. You've just got to be willing to keep looking for it because, you know, working on yourself is difficult. And then working in the heat, even more difficult. And that drain, I probably lost like six pounds, which is saying a lot with me eating Snickers and drinking ginger ale all the time. Um, because I'm definitely heavy on the sugar intake. But sugar keeps you going. I, yeah, but I've learned so much, and I've gotten appreciation for people. And through this whole situation, me and Lance have just been like, we want to help all of our employees become better humans through this. Because in my time in the industry, like I, my goal was to make an impact, a positive impact, no matter what I did, whether it be, you know, creating programs or through our pro team or whatever, I wanted to make a positive impact mm-hmm. um, through youth programs, you name it. Well, now we actually have employees that hopefully we can help make a positive impact on. And it'd be something that they look back and be like, hey, you know, if they're in a management position one day, like they want to make an impact too. So I think that you can do that no matter what platform you have. And so it's just, being willing to take the time and effort to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And owning your own business, regardless of the time, is risky within itself. So it's a lot. It, it's You're a leader, and I'm proud of you because that's amazing. And that mm, – Thank you. What you're doing also is super fascinating. I don't – I enjoy physical labor. Like, I love landscaping. I used to work in landscaping. But that's oh my clearing – like, do, we, you, do you get to use a chainsaw? Oh, my gosh. So, chainsaws and weed eaters, it's all yes. hand labor. There's no other machinery allowed, and there's no vehicles allowed. So, we actually, oh. what's cool about it is we take a boat to work every day because we put in the boat, and we launch it, and we go to a point, and we start clearing from there. And we work, literally, we get back on the boat and head back in every day. Okay. Well, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, have our lunch on the boat. It's, yeah, it's really neat how fishing and how being on the water is really tied into even what I do right now. Yeah. That's super cool. I had no idea you'd go it's on the really boat. Cool. Well, hopefully yeah. all the rest of the contracts that follow this are somewhat similar. You can get on a boat. I hope so. I really hope so because it's really awesome starting your day at sunrise every day on the water. Mm-hmm. And getting you know i always say turn the air conditioner on whenever we get in <laughs> on break or something we'll go run down the lake for a minute yeah. cool off and it's really fun and we got caught in a storm the other day and i'm like okay everybody get under a dock i know how this goes oh, you geez. know yep. been here done that <laughs> yeah i know all the tips and tricks but it's gosh funny it's it's fun and i it's been so challenging, but every single day is rewarding to look back at what you did and know that, wow, I did that that day. It's really neat. Yeah, I was just going to say that because even through the other jobs that you've had, uh, careers, jobs, what's what's your personal preference? What's politically correct, careers or jobs? I don't even know. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we'll just say jobs for right now. But jobs along the way. I don't yes. know. Because yeah, so I mean, this, them, does it matter? I say none of them really felt like jobs. Well, one of them did. But <laughs> 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 um, 
don't really feel like jobs, you know? They yeah. just feel like the... They've been rewarding know. to you, though, Part because you've, yeah. Yeah, you've done so much, I mean, just through the careers that you've had thus far. Let's just say careers. We'll, we'll use that yeah. word. Through the careers you had thus far, they they have to be rewarding just because you've made such a positive impact on the fishing industry along the way. And obviously what you're doing now, making the positive impact on your employees and, and your clients, that's pretty cool. It feels I good to go to so. bed at night because you've, like you said, you've done that work. You'll look, I did this today, but you can, when you lay your head down at night, you know that you've, it's rewarding. You feel good about the work. It is. And it was really neat. I, you know, I talked about Lance, but didn't share this with him and even all the struggles through it. It's mm-hmm. been really neat because every day he's like, I'm so proud of you. And I have someone building me up along the way mm-hmm. because um, it takes a lot some days whenever you're, it's really hot or you're just going up the hill yeah. and you're like, and you're burning, like, from head to toe. <laughs> it's very exhausting on all accounts, mentally, physically. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And Emotionally, you... like, everything. Yeah. And to have that support has been so cool. And I keep, it's funny. I, I'm such a girl at heart, <laughs> even through this, because I was funny on uh, Facebook the other day. This lady was like, hey, you know, you might just, let the men do that kind of thing you know was paraphrasing what she said like you kind of need to know your role kind of deal oh boy but which is funny to me but that's a whole nother deal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but every day out there I'm thinking of hey I'm gonna have a summer body like I'm gonna have (laughs) cake bites all over it but I'm gonna have a summer body so I'm still a girl like even though I'm doing all this in the back Ridiculous of my head, thing. I know I'm going to look good. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm is totally a girl state. thing. Yeah. Guys do not <laughs> think is. about that. They're like, check on my dad. They're not. <laughs> exactly. They're not thinking like, hey, if I walk up this hill and it burns, hey, I'm doing my body good. They're not thinking that. They're thinking, why did I walk up this hill? <laughs> they're going to complain and want a sandwich at the end. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we could have picked a better route. <laughs> of course you get lost along the way hey <laughs> that's funny so the frozen 2 movie have you seen it no i want to oh good. girl it is in Kristoff anna's boyfriend you know uh-huh. he sings a song in it called lost in the woods <laughs> And I find myself singing that a few times. All the time? time. (laughs) Daily. (laughs) That's hilarious. What do you think the the future looks like for you? Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. Right now, I am still trying to build this company. And I want it to be something that if I do get back in the industry one day, that it can continue to live with Lance running it. Mm -hmm. Because it's exciting. And it's something so rewarding that I want to continue to see it grow. And we have such great employees already that they're like, hey, we want to stay with you for years. And if I can keep them working, I would love to do that and love to continue with what I'm doing now just because I've learned so much but if 
something in the industry, the right thing in the industry, I should say, comes along. Um, I hope I hope to be back in it. And I didn't know for a little bit if I wanted that. And I think this reset really let me know, like, if I do, it would have to be the right job. And there's really only one company, you know, that I really want to work for. Mm-hmm. But... Um, if that comes along, then I'll find myself back in it. But if not, I'm just going to continue to do this forever, hopefully, yeah. as long as I continue to be blessed and don't get snake bit by no. a copperhead. Do not, get, <laughs> do not get bit by a snake. <laughs> I can't promise yeah. I can come to your rescue on that because that's, that's, that's funny. not part of my my dues. I don't do snakes. I think, Sorry. I see. I am so thankful that I am not scared of spiders and I'm not scared of snakes at all. Like, I'm only scared of things that can physically maul me and eat me like a mountain lion. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then I feel, feel like we've got chainsaws. So, yeah, we're going to make a good attempt at being safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. But I see so many snakes and so many um spiders a day like I have so many spiders on my face a day walking through the woods that uh, I was like man a lot of people couldn't do this job just because of the spiders I don't mind spiders but I couldn't do the snake thing no that I would be well, totally most of them you don't even see because obviously I walk right over one so <laughs> <laughs> I just really ignore <laughs> yeah well maybe if you ignore them they ignore you and then you're good Right. I'm thinking. I wasn't being aggressive. It probably felt sorry for me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I always get worried about snakes. Like, I feel like to me, a snake is the most unpredictable. Oh, they are. Animal, because you don't know what they, I mean, any animal, period. But like a spider or like a creepy crawly, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get like, you don't know what they've been through before they see you type of activity. Mm-hmm. So if that snake was, I mean, I learned, I volunteer at the rescue ranch here, which is owned by a NASCAR driver, him and his wife rescue all these things. But I learned things that I didn't know about snakes. They have a lot of snakes there. Like when they're, um, what's the word? When they're like getting new skin or shedding. Yeah, that's what's called. When they're shedding, they go blind. So they become very aggressive when they're shedding. So how do you know? You Thank you. Are you going to scare me now? Are you trying no, to scare I'm not so trying to scare work. you, but like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. The boys I used to need it for, they go in the yard and pick up snakes and they're like biting them. And I'm like, somebody's going to die. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, I mean, it could go for any animal, though. A mountain lion, a bear, or whatever. Like, you just don't know what they've oh, been doing before they, you come across them, right? Like It's kind of like me if I don't get fed in time. <laughs> you know, I should come with a warning label as well. I feel that. I mean, also, yes. <laughs> It's it's a thing. You get hangry and don't talk to me oh, if yeah. I haven't talked if I haven't eaten in hours. Oh my goodness. It is another level, you yes. know, with me. I swear it. It happens. I carry snacks. I do as well. My purse is always full of snacks. It's weird. So funny. I probably shouldn't be an adult. I probably should still be a toddler. 
And I'd be cool uh, with that. Because that means something. Try to get along with mine so well. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm not don't play play well with others sometimes. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I don't want to keep you any longer because I know you've had a super duper long day and you need to rest and probably eat some more snacks, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. But be- take a long bath. Yes. Oh yes, do that. And you've mentioned some of them while we've been talking, but before I let you go, what would be one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is either looking to get into the finish fishing industry, looking to start fishing on a, even just a, you know, just a local tournament level or somebody who wants to start their own business. There's a few things, but one of the main thing is don't be afraid to fail. Good. And the reason I say that is, you know, everybody's, um, sense of failure is different than someone else's, but don't be afraid to take chances. Don't be afraid to hear the word no. Don't be afraid to stump your toe and have to start over again. Don't be afraid, you know, to find your new path, um, even though it's something scary sometimes. But just don't be afraid of that because you never know what good or what yes you're going to get or what new adventure you're going to end up on just because of what you thought was a failure before. And I think I've learned that so much throughout my career. And because I didn't understand how to get in the industry and I was frustrated and that all led me to where I am now and led me on this path. And because I heard no, or I got turned a different direction because as long as you work hard, put a lot of effort into it, know who you are and where you want to go, you're going to end up there. And so don't be frustrated to a point that you give up on your dreams. You've got to keep moving, keep going forward, and uh, never be afraid to try. That's perfect. I love it. I'm going to bottle it up and put it under my pillow. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) Thank you for always being so amazing and encouraging. It really helps. No, thank you. I feel that way about you. So I appreciate hearing those comments back. It makes me, makes my little black heart just melt a little bit. You're so funny. (laughs) Oh, geez. Stop making me blush over here. Go get a bath and some snacks. I am. My happy place. Yes. Have a great night, girl. You too. Thank you so much for everything. I'll talk to you soon. I can't wait to see more of your adventures. Thank you. (laughs) Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, friends. How can you not be inspired by Melinda? She's making a difference in whatever she tries. And I cannot wait to see what the future has in store for her. I appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Feedback is always welcomed and appreciated. Please do me a favor and like us on Facebook and Instagram, Blonde Girl Behind the Scenes. I cannot wait to share with you our next story. With that being said, who do you want to get to know? Drop me a line and let's get to know them together. Later, Gators.